This is the Careers in Review podcast. We'll show you how to navigate the job market and career space like a pro. Starting now, here is your host, Ediana Rosen. Hello, career reviewers, and this is Ariana just doing a quick introduction because this episode was recorded with the lovely June for her podcast, Career Hustle and Flow. And I decided to post it on here as well because I really loved how it turned out. And I know that I talked a little bit about my story, which I am trying to open up a little bit more for all of you to understand my behind the scenes, where I come from. And I think June did such a great job at introducing me, asking amazing questions. And so I wanted to give you the behind the scenes as well as to getting to know me a little better. So I hope that you enjoy. Welcome to the Career Hustle and Flow podcast. I am so excited for all of you career hustlers for my very special guest, Ediana Rosen. I'm going to give you a little quick bio to Ediana. She is the CEO and founder of Careers in Review, a career strategy and job searching firm with a mission to provide the guidance and support for first-gen Americans seeking to maximize their potential at work. Ediana is also a recruiter and HR professional with over eight years of experience with a diverse background in different industries. She also holds a master's degree in organization leadership with a deep passion for career coaching, public speaking, and advocacy. She is blowing up everywhere on all social media platforms, has a community of a combined of 200K across social media platforms, such as TikTok, Instagram, so make sure to follow her. She's also been featured in LinkedIn News, HubSpot, JobScan, Forms, and more. Ediana's teaching revolve around giving women the tools to regain their power through salary negotiation, showing their value proposition through self-advocacy and personal branding, and advancing their careers through resilience by giving and receiving feedback. Ediana's mission is to help high-performing women of color land six-figure promotion or jobs so they can confidently advocate for themselves at work. Welcome, Ediana, to the show. Hello. Oh my goodness. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have you as one of my first guests on the very first season. We've been knowing each other for now a total of, I think, three years. Isn't that wild? Wild, extremely wild because like my actually four years because I met you when my daughter was like a few months old and she's four. She's over four years old. Can you believe that? I can't believe that because it all started in the pandemic. Yes, exactly. And I've had the pleasure (laughs) to work with Ediana as my coach. Now she's been a friend of mine and it's just been really amazing to see her journey before my eyes. Anything that you want to share before we kind of do a deep dive into what we're talking today? Well, first of all, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I also want to add that indeed I am a mom to two beautiful babies, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So they keep me super busy. I'm a wife to a wonderful husband of almost 10 years, if you can believe that. Congrats. Thank you. I'm a daughter to two awesome parents. I am a sister to two older brothers. I'm a friend to amazing friends. Like me? I'm an, yes, like amazing June over here. I'm an immigrant, super proud, which I am definitely learning how to introduce that a little bit more into my statement. Yes. And I'm a first-gen college graduate. So 
yeah, here to just help other people who identify with those same attributes. So thank you so much for having me. I love that. Sharing so much of sharing your many different titles that you have and many responsibilities on your plate. I know that you're going to share some great wisdom for everyone today that's listening in. But before we go ahead and ask you those questions, those hard-hitting questions, I've asked you this before on a past live. I always like to ask my guests, you know, when we're talking about your favorite music that you like to listen to or your favorite song, as you know, you are also a speaker as well. What is that one hype song that you love listening to? Say if you are feeling a little bit nervous, a little bit self-doubt, but what is that one song or artist that you listen to that will give you that extra pump of confidence that you need before you go ahead and speak or before you head into a meeting? Yeah, that's a great question. I have the weirdest taste in music. (laughs) (laughs) I am very Hispanic in that way. I would listen to a good merengue by Fefita La Grande, if anyone knows, Spanish speakers out there. But just to be a little bit more relatable to your audience, I am really listening to Flowers lately by Miley Cyrus. I went to an event not too long ago by the organizers women at with Spotify. And that's the one name that I had on it. It's like, that's the one song that came to my mind is Flowers. And I know it's like a heartbreaking song by a lot of people, but it has a really good beat to it. And it really cut up by a lot of people of our generation. And it really just pumps me up. Also Pink. Pink is like one of my favorite singers. Yeah. I feel like love, like that song Flowers... She definitely talks about her breakups, but it could also mean different things the way you interpret it, like breakup from a job, breakup from like yes. a layoff. So Yes. Oh my God. Song, right? That is a great analogy. I never thought of it that way. You know why I like it? I think it's because of the resemblance of independence, mm-hmm. um, of not having to depend on anything or anyone. And I've just always had that torch of pride in myself of just learning how to do things on your own, just because of how I grew up and where I grew up. I just learned how to do things at a very early age, just because of the necessity of learning how to do those things, since I can remember. And I just love that sense of independence that she kind of broke out of dependency issues of having to have somebody there for her. And I, I just really love that piece of the song. But I love I love how you related it to, you know, a job or a layoff. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about your career. Obviously, I know you. I know your story very well. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you again for our listeners that are here with us today. You have also mentioned that not only you're a mother, wife, and daughter, but you're also an immigrant, right? So here, you know, coming to the U.S., you definitely have a very impressive career. Why don't you kind of share with our listeners like how you were able to pivot into your successful career in tech, you know, coming from non-traditional backgrounds, you came from working in academia to finance. So why don't you give us a little bit of a little short little summary of, you know, how you started your career? Yeah. So thank you for that. I never consider myself to have like a successful career. So hearing that from... (laughs) from someone else feels really strange. But hey, I teach women how to be confident. So I yes. need to teach myself that. Exactly. Yes, let's Practice own it. You preach. Yes, let's own it. Thank you. So I stumble upon recruiting, just like a lot of us in recruiting, right? Like you just kind of fall into it. And I have a background in business. That's what I studied. And so that's, I thought that I was always just going to fall into that space of like finance. But you know, women don't really have a lot of 
space in that most of the time. You kind of fall into more of like the people ops and kind of people personality type of roles. And so I fell into the recruiting space, specifically in the higher education. That's how I started recruiting teachers. And then from there, I got recruited into the finance world. So I was recruiting financial advisors. <laughs> and that is where I learned the real world because I was recruiting for people that were not going to make a salary. I was calling people on the phone and say, hey, this is not just a job. This is a career. You're going to really just, you know, work on commission 100% of the time. And I needed to convince people to want to not hang up the phone on me. This was really like a sales representative type of role. Like cold calling. Cold calling people 24-7. And this is where I really just grew my thick skin because I was calling people that were working for big banks like JP Morgan and really recognizable companies because we wanted the best of the best because it's not just getting them into the door, but having them be smart enough to pass the series six, seven exams, like go through all of that jazz. From there, I then got recruited into a communications company to work more on HR type of role, like HR operations, HIRS. And then I was there for around four and a half years where I really got a taste into what it was like to work with people outside of just recruiting. So I was doing employee relations, working with projects and things like that. And then I got, you know, shiny object syndrome. I was like, oh, like I've been here for four and a half years. Like what else is out there? And then startups started to like look really attractive to me. And then I went into a very small agency that was sort of like a startup, just getting, you know, funding and things like that. And so I became the sole person of HR. I became like the head of talent. But, you know, as a startup, you kind of wear a lot of hats. I was doing it all. I was doing payroll benefits, employee relations, talent acquisition, you name it. I was there for a very short amount of time because then, bam, the pandemic hit. My role was no longer in existence. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, because look what you've done. So, yes, that's when you got laid off. Right. And so from there, I started doing my own thing. That's when I went through very much called identity crisis. Um, You know, I had a very small child at home. I didn't really know what was going on with the health crisis around the world. And that's when you and I started working together, you know, with businesses and I was doing workshops and working with small agencies to learn how to integrate DEI. As you know, I'm very passionate about employees and how they exactly integrate their full self holistically, but also how to work with employers on how to be truthful about their diversity and inclusion efforts when it comes to their employees. So I was working with small agencies on how to do that in a way of talent acquisition. Then I was recruited into (laughs) my career trajectory. It's just like, I was here and there in this other industry. Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. So then I started recruiting social workers. That's when I know a little bit more of like the mental health space. And it was at a very small agency, very close to my house. I learned a ton there. I learned about licensing and how social workers are very hard to find, actually. That was another really hard job because I didn't really know how to find that talent. And there, that's when I got headhunted into the company that I work for right now, which is a big tech company. And I started recruiting for software engineers there for the first time ever. Never really been recruiting for tech in the past. And then I was there for around 18 months or so until the role that I have today, which is a little bit more human resource focused, specifically employee relations. So that's a little bit of a snapshot of what I've been doing for the past eight and a half years. Wow, great snapshot. Talk about like the queen of pivoting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you want to know... Industry changes, I think I'm the person to call for sure. Well, not only that, industry changes and like overcoming 
a layoff, right? Which is very common in today's economy. So I just have so many follow-up questions here for you. First off, let's talk about the layoff, you know, back in the, during the pandemic, just because I know that we both experienced this together. And now I feel like fast forward today, we're seeing thousands, millions of people being laid off during this recession, as we call it, right? Before we talk a little bit more about how you pivoted your career, what is maybe like some tips that helped you during that time of uncertainty that you really leaned on to help you stay motivated? Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and lie that, oh, you know, I pick up myself by the bootstraps and did X, Y, Z. It was tough. Like, Mm -hmm. as you know, because you were really close in the time that it had just happened, I was very vulnerable. Like, mentally and physically, it was a rough, rough time for me. You know, as you know, we have very similar personalities in the sense of we're very career-driven, right? So when that was taken away from me, my identity felt crushed. Like, okay, who am I now? Like, I have no career. It was taken away. So like, does that mean that I suck? Does that mean that I'm a bad employee? Does that mean that I am really bad at my job? Because it was essentially ripped apart. I took that time, first of all, to just sit with the emotions And it wasn't like I was sitting there, you know, for a month or so. Like I was just sitting there for a few days, just letting myself feel it all. And I'm not somebody who's very emotional. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, Not according to my therapist. Um, I, (laughs) I do need to like learn how to be okay with the way that I feel and process things. I'm not very good at processing. I'm just like, move on. Like, okay, like it is what it is. It happened. Just move on. Feels like you're action oriented. Exactly. I like to move on from things pretty quickly, which sometimes cannot really be the best way to do things because it affects you in other ways. And for me, it affects me very physically. So like I have a very weak immune system and it's because I don't take care of myself mentally a lot Mm. because I just move on from my emotions pretty quickly. So with the layoff, what I devoted myself was in my motherhood journey. I had my small child and I quickly, as you know, you were one of the first people to find out, I quickly found out that I was pregnant with my second child. That's right. That was like the middle of our time working together, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was pregnant with my second child. And so that kind of huge blessing, but it was kind of like a, um, a little bit of a surprise with everything that was going on. You know, COVID had just became like this huge thing for everybody. And it was extremely nerve wracking. My husband's business, of course, was kind of like on a standstill as well, because he also travels a lot for work. And because of COVID, he wasn't traveling as much. So we were just trying to figure out our financial situation, you know, what was going to happen. We weren't able to see our parents and families and just making sure that the baby that was outside and inside of me were safe. And so after I was done with my emotions, what I turned into to answer your question more directly was, okay, what can I do with this? What's in my control and what's not in my control? So one of the things that was outside of my control was the situation, right? Like the market at the moment was extremely volatile, especially with recruiters, right? Because a lot of companies were not sure if they were going to continue to hire because recruiters became a hot commodity in 2021, not in 2020. So in 2020, things were really rough for us. The, you know, the TA space, human resources, we, we were like trash for companies. Like, oh, we don't need you. We definitely don't want to spend money on you. So I then turned into what's happening in the world right now. The hot topic was 
DEI because of what was going on with George Floyd and a lot of people turned their attention into that stuff. And so I started thinking of like, like, what's in my background? What do I have with my skills that I can give to the world? And I started thinking about the stuff I learned in school, you know, have a master's degree in organizational leadership and, you know, background in human resources, psychology and all of those things. And so I try to put all of those things together to be a little bit more methodical and practical on the things that I can exchange my time for money and be a little bit more efficient with what was happening. So I started reaching out to agencies, companies that were putting the word out there that they wanted to be more inclusive with the way that they were doing hiring and how to do workshops and things like that. So I started doing trainings with companies. So the first thing I did was sit with my emotions, right? Make sure. Then also sit with my family and realize what are our next steps when it comes to the finances? How much runway do we have? How much longer can we go without me having a job and benefits and all of this other stuff. And what are the next steps from here? And so the next steps were to find some sort of consultancy because I was not going to get hired by a company with the market. And also I needed to stay home with the baby. And also I was pregnant. So all of those things, then the next step was to find out what do I currently have that I can offer that people need right now? And that was the answer that kind of like that Venn diagram that kind of circle all the things together. And it came with, you know, business consultancy with DEI, with, you know, offering that consultant piece of, I have a recruiting background, but I also have a DEI space and the marketing and the organizational leadership piece of my marketing of my master's degree that I can bring to the table. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it all like started with you sitting with your emotions first, right? Like first, number one, process everything. It's very important to like to slow down and make that pause just because you could definitely get into action and try to figure out like a solution. But if you don't like sit with your emotions and navigate them and like digest the fact that you've lost your job, it might hit you like in the future, right? I love all that you did that. And then secondly, you said like what was needed for your family to kind of like see what was the runway for your family financially. And then third you kind of did like an inventory check of your skills and what you're passionate about. What can you do with your skills that can help other companies or the industry? So I love that you kind of created an opportunity for yourself. You couldn't go back to work right away. We were dealing with a global pandemic. You were helping raise your child and raising the one inside of you. Right. So you kind of like created <laughs> um, a solution for yourself and really like focusing on the things that you can control, right? So I love that. Hey, career reviewer, I'm interrupting myself because I have something super exciting for you. I want to give you a free resume review. This usually go for $387. You can check out the link to book a regular call on the show notes. This offer is exclusive to my podcast listeners, and I do these reviews on IG and TikTok lives every week. All you have to do is leave an Apple or Spotify podcast review, take a screenshot of that, and send it over to careersinreview at gmail.com. That email is careersinreview at gmail.com. In that email, you're going to go ahead and attach that resume that you want me to review. Be sure to remove any personal identifiable information and give you permission to review that on a live. And I will give you all the personalized tips on how to make that resume better so that you can apply for the job you want. If you can make the live on the scheduled time, do not worry because I'm going to go ahead and send you the replay. Now, back to the show. Now, let's talk about also, too, because you also shared that 
you pivoted your career in recruiting into more of like an HR operational position or strategy position. Because so many people right now, especially like say in the TA world, that are losing their jobs, that are possibly thinking making a move into a new career path. How were you able to, if you could just share a little bit more about your story and how you were able to pivot into that new career? Yeah, it's a question that I get a lot. And I did a very similar thing when I got laid off. So the first thing is to be very honest with yourself and do an inventory of the skills that you currently have and the role that you might think you want to have, right? And put the two side by side and then highlight the things that correlate with each other or just overlap and then with different colors. So this is literally what I did. I printed out the job description of the job I wanted. I printed out my resume and then I took three highlighters. I'm a very visual person. So I highlighted the things on both documents at the same color for the things that I overlapped. And then I highlighted in red the things that I was missing that were not on my resume. I highlighted on the job description. And then on the things that were critical to the job description, that was like minimum requirements I don't have. And then the things in another color, and the red is like critical here. All the other two colors don't really matter, but red is the one that you're missing that are critical. And then the other colors are things that are nice to have that are like easy to mesh in or to like embellish, right? From your resume and things that you could potentially think about an experience you've had in the past that you maybe done once or twice, even in volunteer basis or in a project or something like that, that is not part of your day-to-day job, but could potentially translate into a bullet point into your resume. So that's what I did. So this took a lot of months of planning. It's not something that just happened. And the reason why this came to me is because as you know, I've been wanting to pivot out of recruiting for a few months now. And what accelerated my search was that I was essentially seeing the writing on the wall with specifically the tech industry because other industries are a little bit more stable right now. Tech is the one industry that's a little bit more like all over the place with the TA space. With my business degree, I tend to kind of see these things for some reason. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a gift. I don't know. But yes. I, I, tend, <laughs> I tend to <laughs> see like where companies are kind of like leaning towards. Yeah. And maybe also like the psychology behind it or the organizational leadership to mention, you know, I have a master's degree on that. So I started seeing certain decisions and conversations and things in the market that were kind of telling me, this might not be a good place or a good time to be a recruiter. And so that kind of accelerated my, kind of put like that fire under my booty to say, you know what? Now, if I do want to make a change, now might be the perfect time for me to start making those decisions, for me to start making those relationships to start talking to people because it's not just for you to do it on your own and realize what's missing, what do I need to do? Why do I have that the job description needs? But also talking to people because you might think you want to do this job, but you don't know what it entails. You only have the job description. So again, the job description is just like a nice to have list in an ideal situation that the hiring manager might want to have, but you don't understand the day-to-day. So it's very important for you to start doing informational interviews, coffee chats, you know, networking events. And that's what I did. I slowly started to take a look in, you know, day in the lives on YouTube, reading books, reading blogs, just being resourceful 
I also started taking a look at forums on like fishball and blind and taking a look like the cons and the pros of going into that one industry because every job has, you know, goods, bads and the ugly. And so I said, you know what, what is one specific role in, in my specific area is HR. That's what I wanted to go into. That could be a little bit more quote unquote secure in a potential economic downturn. And the first thing that came to mind was, you know, employee relations, because there's always going to be conflict, right? There's always going to be people conflict when there's people working in a company. And employee relations, I was always fascinated about, and I didn't really have a lot of experience in because I've never really touched that space. And so I started thinking, although I've never had experience in it, what can I think about the courses I took for my master's, background in psychology, As a recruiter, you have so many things that you don't think about. You're essentially a PR specialist because they teach you how to tell like this elaborated answer when you don't have an answer or when you work in a big company and they ask you a tricky question about something that came out in the news, they teach you how to be a PR specialist. So that's something that you can talk about. They teach you how to be a program manager because you're essentially managing a whole project from beginning to end. When you are talking to a candidate, you're essentially taking them through the process of the hiring, right? So that's a project that you are managing. You're also dealing with people. So you're a very good people person. You're a good communicator. You're essentially a problem solver because you're making sure that you are solving the problem for the hiring manager and building those relationships in a way that's going to be meaningful. So you start thinking outside the box, things that you're doing that might be mundane that you think about on a day-to-day basis. And so those are the things that I went through. Just evaluate what you really want to do. Have a list of a few potential roles that you might be interested in. Take a look at day in the lives, read books, start doing coffee chats, conversations with people, and then do a Venn diagram of the things that you have that you need to have and the things that you could correlate or, or have them overlap. And then once you find that out, then get to work. When things were a little bit like slow on my job because we weren't recruiting, that's what I was doing, personal development. Mm. I was taking courses. I was reading books. I was taking certifications. I was making sure that I was buffing off my resume so that those things that were missing were no longer missing when it was time to interview. I love that. You're like proactive. And I love that you shared too, like, about doing an inventory check because some people, most people think that if I want to start a new position or a new career, I have to start all over, right? But you did an inventory check. I loved how you also printed the resumes. <laughs> like old school printed the resumes. I am old school, okay? <laughs> I, I am old school. I would probably do the same too, just doing a side-by-side with like a green highlighter and red highlighter and then saw the areas of Fasara's gaps, right? And then you're taking the time to invest in your growth by taking online certifications, reading, but then you also had informative chats as well, right? So definitely sounded like a really great strategy. Like obviously you were thinking about making this move for a couple of months, but it's not going to happen overnight. You need to put like your blood, sweat and tears into this and you definitely do that. And now you are in a new career path that you seem very excited about. So I'm very excited for you. Something else I forgot to mention is that, you know, take advantage of previous coworkers, bosses. Like I reached out to my mentor and dear, dear, amazing boss that I had, you know, two jobs ago. 
I called her. I said, listen, this is what's going on. This is the role that I want to get into. Give me tips. What do I say? Like, if I need to apply for this, what are the things that I need to highlight on my resume? Can you try to remind me of any projects or things that I worked on that you think might be relevant to this? And she gave me a whole list. But obviously, like, she liked me. I was a good worker. Like, I was killing it when I was under her. So, like, also remind yourself of these people that you've worked in the past Mm -hmm. that could potentially... Because it's hard to see the the label from inside the jar, right? Like you can Mm -hmm. remember the things that you've worked on or even go back to your performance evaluations. I saved those. Like I had those with me. So go back to those and see the things that people have highlighted for you, the things that you're good at. And then go on to LinkedIn and like LinkedIn also gives you a list of potential careers that you can go into or like the type of skills that you can highlight. But yeah, that's something else that I forgot to mention that I did do for this career change. Yeah, like reaching out to your former coworkers, your managers, because like you said, sometimes it's a hard to look at yourself to identify those strengths, but your peers, your managers can help you with that. So I love that you leverage your network. Wow, Ariana, you shared so much with us um, from like <laughs> pivoting into new careers, overcoming a layoff. So we'd love to talk about careers in review. You are doing this new rebrand of your business. What inspired you to start this new business? And, you know, what is your mission with job seekers, specifically women of color? Yeah. So the mission is to help high performers like you and I, (laughs) women of color specifically, to land a six figure job or promotion and specifically to help to give them that confidence to go for it. Because sometimes we just get in our head Mm -hmm. and don't want to think that we deserve more. Sometimes we get in that space of, oh, I have a job. So like I should be grateful or why am I complaining? Why do I need more? You need to be confident in your skills and know that it is okay to ask for more. It is not selfish to want more. Also, advocacy, something that I am extremely big on, sometimes specifically women and women of color are very shy to talk about their accomplishments. And Mm -hmm. that is the one thing that's going to help you get ahead at work. So how do we work through those hurdles and through those imposter syndromes to really just take down those barriers so that you can be a little bit more confident at work and talk about the things that you've accomplished? Because again, it's important that you advocate for yourself. Nobody else would the same way that you would, right? And also get paid what you're worth because we're all here to create generational wealth because I call ourselves the sandwich generation. We're here to care for our... Yes, especially, you know, first gen immigrants, children of immigrants, which is what I identify with. You know, we're caring for ourselves, caring for our parents, caring for our future kids or the kids that we already have. And so that's like the sandwich, right? Like the bun is our parents, we're the meat, and then the other Mm -hmm. bun is our kids. And so it's hard, you know, it's, it's a lot. And so after many years of working with different type of job seekers, I just always found that little extra spark of joy and amazement for these remarkable type of people, which are, you know, the high achievers, high performers, type A type of people who are always just the hardest in themselves because they have that extra pressure of, you know, having come from this space where their parents have sacrificed so much for them. And so they feel like they have to achieve more, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to navigate those conversations. And so that's my company's mission is to be able to help those people to know where to go, who to talk to, and how to initiate those conversations with themselves first so that they can start embodying that confidence within themselves and get to where they need to go in their jobs. 
I love that. And like, obviously your work has done tremendous for me. Like as far as my building up my confidence, I always love how you always start with yourself first, right? So I love that. And then a question about like job search, you know, with the current economy and the countless layoffs happening, especially in tech, how can job seekers stand out in your job search? Maybe share one to two tips, your favorite tips. Yeah, you know, that's a tough one because there's so many things that I could say and also a combination of many things that you could do. But I would start with, don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself some grace because I actually just saw a post on LinkedIn of somebody who posted a job. Within 48 hours, they received 2,500 applicants in one job posting. So that's disheartening for both the job seeker and the poster. Because there's no way that a recruiter can potentially or humanly possibly go through 2,500 applicants. So the fact of the matter is that it's not you. It's the system and and how the situation is. So you could be doing all of the things the right way. You could have a tailored resume. You can be extremely qualified for the job. You could be networking. You could have somebody inside the company. You could essentially be shaking hands and rubbing shoulders with the right person. And your resume is still not going to be viewed because you're competing with 2,500 other people. So that's number one is what I'm going to say is just be patient, have grace. And I know that that comes from a place of privilege because you might be in a financial situation where it's like, I cannot be patient. I need a job. I need money to pay my bills. Right now, what I'm seeing and I talk about numbers is that there's an average of 75 to 100 applications per applicant before they can actually receive a job offer. That's the market for you right now. So to give a more concrete example or tip, Make sure that you're doing all of the right things. Listen to the right experts. There's a lot of garbage out there, a lot of marketing out there to try to get your money. I do have a free resume template that's proven to, again, I don't like to use the word proven because things can be really dependent when it comes to the job search, but there is a resume template that can really help you, especially if you're in the tech space. Uh, We can link it in the show notes if you like. It's totally free. You can use that. Continue to have conversations. Please utilize the power of LinkedIn. It is such a wonderful platform. Get yourself out there. Start having conversations. And know that it's going to take time. It's a numbers game right now. This is the only time that I would probably ever say that. I never used to say that it was a numbers game with job searching because I think that going deeper instead of wider is better. But right now it's going to take you quite an amount of job applications to be able to hear back. So be patient and like, have some self-compassion, you know, it's a system, like you said, the market's like definitely saturated and hopefully you could take this time to also take care of yourself. Maybe this is a time for you to up-level some skills. Maybe it's time for you to start a new business, right? So um, I love that advice that you shared. Now, last ending question before I wrap up is at Career Hustle and Flow, I'm all about helping people find their moment of flow where you feel unstoppable when you're in the zone of clarity and focus and confidence. And I think one of the best ways to help inspire is to hear how other people about how their creative zone or creative flow looks like. So how would you describe your creative flow, whether it's listening to music, whether it's being in your office, what helps you get in that state of flow where you feel the most productive? Yeah. For me, it's some jazz music, believe it or not. Jazz music puts me in the mood to do all of the work. I like to be in a closed space, so in my office preferably, 
with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, a very tall glass of water so that I don't have to get up and get distracted and potentially closing all of the tabs that I'm not currently using. Because as a recruiter, mm. we have a bad yes. habit of having a good gazillion tabs. <laughs> so many tabs. windows open. <laughs> so <Tabs> many. Open. <laughs> so many. And at my job, like I can concentrate doing that. But for some reason with my business, I just, I get so distracted doing that. Something else that I started implementing is I'm using Toggle. It's an oh. app that just times you. And like what you're doing. So like I use it on my phone so that I don't have the urge to go on my phone. So I put it on my phone and it just essentially times whatever activity you're doing and also helps you in the future to see how fast or how efficient you're getting at each activity. That's what I do in my state of flow. Um, And I also am trying my best to reduce the amount of multitasking I'm doing because Mm -hmm. the scattered brain in me was getting the best of me for sure. I love like you use toggle. I think it was you that first introduced me. I think it was the paradom. Was the paradom? Paradomi? The paradomo. The paradomo. Paradomo. When you're yeah. doing tasks for every 25 minutes or something yes. when you're timing yourself. Yes. I've incorporated that in my workflow. So thank you so much, Viviana. And how can people find you if you want to share your information or your, your handles? Where can people find you? Yes. Thank you. Well, I am on LinkedIn and you can find me by first last name is Ariana Rosen. All of the other socials, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and podcast is Careers in Review. That is C-A-R-E-E-R-S in Review, I-N-R-E-V-E-W. Everything will be linked in the show notes, I'm sure. And the website is actually under construction right now. Please stay tuned because it's going to be thebomb.com if we can even say I that anymore. I just, I just saw some branding photos. You look so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That website is going to be www.careersinreview.com. Um, I'm sure that by the time that this goes live, the website will be ready. So please check it out. I would be forever grateful for that. Thank you so much, Ediana, for your time. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you on the next show. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. That is the episode of the podcast in which I did in collaboration with June for her podcast, Career Hustle and Flow. I certainly hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure that you're leaving a review and letting me know how you're liking the podcast. Go over on Instagram and let me know that you've listened to this episode. See you on the next one. From effective networking to landing job offers, This is the podcast for action takers ready to be the best they can be without any fear. This is the Careers in Review podcast. Make sure to never miss an episode of Careers in Review. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter. You will receive exclusive information about upcoming shows, transcripts, and information about our guests. For all resources mentioned, show notes, transcriptions, and more details regarding topics discussed in today's show, please visit the Careers in Review website www.careersinreview.com slash podcast. You can also follow Careers in Review on all socials for more exclusive video content. Thank you for listening.